It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Comes close to Curry. Curry gets it ahead to Gretzky. Gretzky going in. Suter trying to get back. Gretzky with a shot. He scores! They're going to try here. Rushing the center and down the lane. It is Marshall! Hey, hey, welcome to the Wednesday edition of Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Hernan Salas here with you from TSN 1260 and the Two Guys in a Goalie podcast. In a couple of minutes, I'll be joined by Tyler Yaremchuk from TSN 1260 and Oilers Nation as we'll take a deep dive into third-line center options for the Edmonton Oilers this offseason, and we'll touch on the conference finals as well. As the Golden Knights tied the series up at 1 with a 3-0 shutout win over to the Dallas Stars on Tuesday night. And it's Game 2 this evening between the Tampa Bay Lightning and New York Islanders. The Islanders look to even up that series at 1 after taking it on the chin Monday. Puck drop for this one at 6 p.m. You can hit me up on Twitter at HernanTheMan at LockedOnOilers. Send me some questions or topics you would like to be discussed on this podcast. I'll make sure to get to those. And remember to subscribe and download on your favorite app for all the latest episodes. I am now joined by my colleague and good buddy Tyler Yaremchuk from TSN 12. 60 and Oilers Nation. You can find them on Twitter at Tyler Yaremchuk. T.Y., thank you for doing this. Let's get right into it. You wrote a great piece for Oilers Nation on Max Domi and whether he'd be a good fit in Edmonton. And like you mentioned in the article, he would be a player Oilers fans would absolutely oh, yeah. love. And working here at the station, we see many trade proposals for Domi. But Tyler, it's easier said than done, right? Yeah, it is. And and you look at that team in Montreal, there are reasons to believe them and the Oilers would be a good trade fit. First off, Montreal is loaded up with middle round picks. Between rounds two and four this year alone they have they have seven picks so they're not going to be looking for mid-round picks which is good because the Oilers don't have any to trade what Montreal is going to be looking for is probably some help on the wing or potentially even a left-handed defenseman well that's kind of what the Oilers have a lot of is you know they could dangle a guy like Andreas Athanasiu Mm -hmm. maybe if they put in a good futures asset in there maybe Montreal who has a ton of cap space but would be interested in a veteran like Chris Russell as well so I think it's an interesting trade fit uh, you know, like a straight up Chris Russell for Max Domi is not going to get it done. You're going to have to add a lot into that. It, would Athanasiu for Domi get it done? You know, you might even need to add a little bit onto there. Yeah. But I think, I mean, Oilers fans would love Domi. I think the fact that he's a third line center and can also play on the wing is huge because, I mean, if it's not working on that third line, you bump him up. I think he'd look real good next to Connor McDavid as well. And that's what I want to get to. You know, the big thing with Domi is he can play center or wing. I know Craig Budden last week on Gregor's show said he's better at center and he prefers him at center. And, you know, he played down the middle and like you wrote in uh, two years ago, resulted in his best season yeah. when it comes to numbers. But one of the downsides, he doesn't kill penalties. I think if you're bringing Max Domi to Edmonton, I can't see him as a third-line center. I think you're slotting him in on one of those top two lines as a winger. But it's difficult because at the same time, he's better at center. But you have 
Yeah. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nuge. So how would that work here in Edmonton? I, I think you put keep Dreisaitl with Nuge and Yamamoto. That line works. You got McDavid on the top line with Cassian on the right side and whoever happens to be on that left side. And, well, let's say you it's a deal based around Athanasiu and something yeah. for Max Domi. So now Domi's on your third line. I mean, you're going to have probably going to have Yesapulia Yarvi coming back over. He's going to need a skilled centerman to play with. And I, I don't know if there's room for him in the top six with Yamamoto and Cassian playing yeah. ahead of him. So if you have Domi playing with Puglia Yarvi and, I mean, if you're trading Athanasiu out, that opens up some money on the wings. Maybe you can re-sign Tyler Ennis as well. And all of a sudden, you got him playing with Puglia Yarvi on one side, Ennis on the other. I mean, when he had that breakout 72-point season, I'm talking about Domi, of course, he was playing with Andrew Shaw and Jonathan Drouin. Yeah. Well, those, those aren't exactly bona fide top line wingers. They're good middle six wingers. And I think that's what Puglia Yarvi and Ennis could be for him as well. So I, I know it sounds weird to say you're going to pay all this money to, to or pay all these assets and then also pay the money to get a guy like Domi just to be your third line center. But it, it could work out. And the Oilers' biggest problem this past season wasn't necessarily having someone to play with Connor McDavid. He still put up yeah. you know close to 100 points. The problem was finding depth scoring. Secondary and, scoring, yeah. and And building a third line like that, th- that helps your secondary scoring. Like, I like Chahan. Yeah. He was a hell of a penalty killer. He was good on faceoffs, but he he didn't bring a lot of offense. So, and that's why it's interesting with Domi, but it's going to take some uh, genius work yeah. by Ken Holland to make that work. Joined here on the Locked On Orders podcast by Tyler Yaremchuk from TSN 1260 and Oilers Nation. So, what does the number look like for Domi in terms of a new contract? As he went from 72 points two seasons ago to 44 this yeah. year in 11 less games, I mean... He was just over three. Obviously, he's going to get a raise, but I can't see an enormous contract uh, for McDonald's. too, right? Like, that so, too, right? Yeah, how much negotiating power does he have? I, I bet you he's 25 years old, so he'd be probably be looking for something shorter term so he can cash in one more time in his prime. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Two years, three and a half million dollars. It's a slight raise. It's short term for Domi. That would put him as a UFA at 27, you know, when the cap could start to creep up a little mm-hmm. bit more, or at least it would only be one more year of a flat cap. So a two year deal, three and a half million gives him a raise, gives him a chance to cash in in a couple of seasons. And if he goes to a good spot this offseason, it could be a chance for him to have two great years. And then maybe he's talking about making, you know, six million dollars a season if he gets put into a good spot. And the only reason you're going short term, Tyler, is is because of the flat cap. Like if you're the orders and you can get him for four, like I mean, he's still young. Yeah. And he, he you know, he's got good numbers. He's one of those players you need to make a deep run in the playoffs. Yeah. He's feisty, he's engaged. Is the only reason you're going short is to the flat cap? I think that's the only reason Domi would want to go short. If I'm the Oilers, I would have no problem going four or five years at three and a half million. Yeah. But if you're Domi, like I said, I think you want to set yourself up to grab another contract while you're still in your prime once the cap starts going mm-hmm. up. You know, a 27-year-old UFA, especially a guy with, you know, Domi's pedigree. And like I said, if he goes to a spot where he can put up, what if he comes here and puts up back-to-back 55-60 yeah. seasons? Yeah, Playing on the third line, third you know line. there's going to be teams lining up going, well, if we gave him more minutes, if we gave him more power play time, he's the guy who's going to score 70 points a year for us. So I, I think Domi would probably want it short term. Tyler, you're jacking me up here and probably all <laughs> other fans with this Max Domi talk because I can just picture him here in the Oiler colors playing on that. He'd probably play second power play unit, yeah. but he'd give him at least a second power yeah. play unit with Yamamoto and all that. More with TSN 1260's Tyler Uramchuk in just a few minutes. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors, which include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and my personal favorite, carrot cake. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. 
and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. We're back here on Locked On Oilers Podcast. I'm your host, Hernan Salas. You can connect with me on Twitter at HernanTheMan and at Locked On Oilers as I'm joined by Tyler Uremchuk from the Lowdown Show on TSN 1260 and writer and producer at Oilers Nation. T.Y., on your latest Oilers Nation uh, article, you evaluated four UFAs that could be third-line center options for the Oilers heading into next season. Uh, those were Eric Halla, Carl Soderberg, Derek Grant and Cody Eakin. Which one of these four do you like most in terms of being able to kill penalties and add more offense? Because if you're bringing in a third line center, they got to yeah. do both those things. Of these four, which one do you like? Yeah, I the penalty killing thing is tough because I I really do like Eric Halla the most. He's the guy who's going to bring you the most offense. 29 years old, two years removed from a 55-point season, struggled to stay healthy a little bit. But even this last season, in 48 games, he had 24 points. The 41-point pace the guy mm. put up. I think he's a guy who could spark your offense a bit down in that bottom six. He's never been leaned on a ton for penalty-killing minutes, but maybe, and I mean, that's uh, that's something good, good pro scouts would do, right? They'll yeah. go back, they'll watch his penalty-killing tapes, they'll figure out if he's good on the PK. If you're confident he can give you some decent PK minutes, I think Eric Halla is the best fit on that list, and I don't think it's particularly close. Uh, the other names there, they all come with some risk. Like Carl Soderberg's 34 years old. You don't know how much more good hockey he has left in him. But over 400 minutes on the penalty kill in the last three seasons. Derek Grant is getting healthy scratched right now in Philly. But he had a great start to the year in Anaheim. And he's a guy, again, who could probably kill some penalties for you. So, but he's probably, he's only going to cost you probably a million and a half. Like he's not a significant upgrade yeah. in that third line center role. And I don't think Cody Aiken, Aiken really is either. You know, he's a little bit on the younger side. Maybe there's some upside. He wouldn't cost you a lot, um, but I, he wouldn't be my plan A. Hall has got to be the guy I think they look at if they're going to go the free agency route to fill that gap in the third line center spot. Um, if it gets to, I mean, free agency starts October 9th. If it's getting to the end of October and you still don't have a third line center, I think that's when you probably put a little bit more emphasis on going after a guy like Cody Aiken. He's been in the league for like 10 years and he's yeah. only 29 years old. He's got a ton of experience and he can kill penalties. He's got a bit of a history being able to produce some offense as well. Uh, so out of that list of four that I kind of wrote about, I think Hall has got to be the guy you go after early. And if you feel like you're not going to get anything there, or if you can't get anything done on the trade market, maybe you circle back to a good Western Canadian boy in Cody Eakin. Yeah, if I had to rank him, I'd, I'm with you. I, I like Eric Halla. Then I'd probably go Cody Aiken, uh, Derek Grant, and Carl Soderberg. I mean, good numbers with Arizona. Like you said, he plays a ton on the on the PK. He can yeah. play on your second unit uh, power play as well, but a uh, little pricey there as well. Which player makes most sense money-wise? Because all these guys are going to come, uh, are yeah. going to get a raise. I don't think they're going to be significant, but Halla coming off 2.75. Soderberg coming off 4.75. Aiken coming off 3.85. And Derek Grant, which was the, at the lowest, just coming off 7K. Which one for you do you think the Orders can fit in with his flat cap. I think Aiken's probably the most realistic Listic. option. Uh, he's coming off a deal that saw him make 3.8. I don't think he's making 3.8 again. No. I think he's down probably around the $2 million range, if that. 
and this year wasn't his best season. I'm, I'm just looking at it right now, 15 points in 49 games. That's a guy who you're only paying $1.5 million, but you can go back through his recent history over the last couple of years, especially that season in Vegas where he popped home 22. He scored at a 20-goal pace but once before with Dallas as well. He had uh, 19 goals in 78 games. So he can score. He can produce offense. It's a bit of a risk because he hasn't done it very much, at least this last season. But as a bounce-back candidate, I'd give Cody Eakin $1.5 million, and I think the Oilers could fit that in as well. Joined by TSN 1260's Tyler Uremchuk here on the Locked On Oilers podcast. You did mention some other options at center that would be, you know, kind of risky. Uh, from that group, any player you would be okay with as a consolation prize if you strike out on with the four players we just mentioned? Yeah, some of the other free agents I listed. Thomas Nosek, limited offensive abilities, but he's on the younger side. He's been playing with Vegas, only bottom six minutes. He's a guy who, you know, maybe he, he slips through the cracks a little bit in free agency and the Oilers are able to get him cheap. I wouldn't hate that. Uh, Nate Thompson, I think he's too old. Trevor Lewis has experience playing in the Pacific Division. He's mainly been a fourth-line center, but he can kill penalties. So mm-hmm. I, I'd keep Trevor Lewis on that list as well. The one name that pops off, Colin Wilson. Yeah. He missed most of the season with injury. He wouldn't cost you a ton. I don't know if Colorado is going to be overly interested in bringing him back, but... In the past, he's had some decent offensive numbers. Like, I mean, his career playoff numbers, 33 points in 65 games. Uh, This season, he only played nine games before he got hurt. But last year, he had 27 points in 65 games. Year before that, 18 points in 56 games. 35 points in 70 games the year before that. Pretty much a consistent half a point a game guy for good chunks of his career before that as well. If you can get Colin Wilson on a $1.5 million deal and you're confident he can stay healthy maybe that's a name you would take a look at as well. But it's a risk because, I mean, the guys have been, he, he hasn't played, he's only played more than 70 games once in the last five seasons. And that's the thing, you know, Ken Holland did such a good job last summer of, of signing guys to one-year deals. Show me what you got. And then yeah. you saw guys like Archibald get in a, an extension and, and be a good part for the Edmonton Oilers. And I think he's got to do the same thing. For you, though, Tyler, if Ken Holland, we start next season and he didn't get any of these players on your list. Is that a fail in your eyes? Because the Oilers are up against it. It's not yeah. easy. They need a goalie. They need wingers for or Connor McDavid, if they don't come out with a third line center, like a legitimate one, like you like you had on your Oilers Nation article, is that a fail in your eyes? Yeah, they need to get something done. Like I don't think you can go into next season with Riley Shahan and Gaetan Haas as your bottom six centers, mm-hmm. especially coming off the year we just saw where they struggled to get depth scoring. Like I think Gaetan Haas can have a decent year. I like having Riley Shahan on the fourth line. But I just think if you want to show that you're actually trying to contend and win a Stanley Cup in this little window coming up here you need to find a way to upgrade that position. It's not their biggest need. Goaltending obviously is. And as we see in the playoffs right now, if you have a hot goaltender, I mean, yeah. your bottom six won't even matter. And that's the thing with the Oilers, too. Like, you can look back to that series against Chicago. If they had 9-10 save percentages from their goalies, we would have been talking about them going to the next yeah. round, and we wouldn't be talking about the lack of depth scoring, right? So I I think third-line center needs to be second on their list. They need to figure out the goaltending, get a guy like Ethan Bear signed as well, kind of do your yeah. own inside the house stuff before you go go shopping but I, I think he needs to find a a upgrade at third line center I, I think it needs to be done they he needs to move on from some vets like right now cap friendly has him projected next season at uh, 11.2 million dollars in cap space so by the time you sign bear if you want to sign Athens CU if you want to sign Shahan and Ennis as well although Ennis may be a little bit more questionable you're probably down to Seven million dollar? Uh, no, he's going to cost more. Probably about yeah. five or six million bucks. That's not enough to get a goalie and a third line center. So you probably need to at that point 
either move on from a guy like Chase on or find a taker for Chris Russell if you want to make a significant upgrade. And that's the big question. Yeah. There's uh, Chris Russell's thrown in every trade proposal we've yeah. ever seen here at uh, TSN 1260. But yeah, Ken Holland definitely has uh, his work cut out for him this offseason. Coming up next, we'll close out the pod as we chat conference finals with Tyler Uremchuk from TSN 1260. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Final segment here on Locked On Oilers. Remember to subscribe and download on your favorite apps and give us a great review. I'm Hernan Salas, joined by my good buddy Tyler Uremchuk. Of course, you can hear him weekdays from 10 to noon on the Lowdown Show on TSN 1260. Let's head to the NHL Conference Finals. That Last night, Vegas shuts out the Dallas Stars to tie the series at one. What did you make of that game, Tyler? I mean, I, listen, Flurry, not the reason they lost in game one, no. but Leonard's their guy. Just roll with him. I'm so sick of this two goalie stuff here. You saw it with the Islanders, too. We'll get to that game. But what did you think of Vegas last night in the bounce-back effort? Yeah, I wasn't surprised to see them bounce back. Like, you just look at that team's depth chart, and I it's the same thing. We'll get to the East in a second. But I look at Tampa Bay, and you just kind of shrug and go, like, how can anyone compete with that? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing with Vegas. Like, I like Dallas. Those That three-headed monster they have on the back end is great. Oh. They have the high-end talent. I love watching Alex Radulov play. Like, that guy's just a ball of energy flying around. To go off on a tangent, Alex Radulov is what you hope <laughs> Nail Yakupov would have been, yeah, right? Like yeah. just being able even to, close to that. Yeah, yeah, like being able to fly around, <laughs> score goals, get to the dirty areas. Um, but you just look at Vegas, man. Like they don't even have a top six; it's a top nine that they roll out there. Oh, what Ryan Reeves yeah. does on the fourth line as well, Shea Theodore on the back end when they can go to their backup goalie and only give up one goal, and then go to their starter the next night and shut you out. Like they're just so dangerous. Dallas, I think, could maybe win one more game in this series, but I have a feeling it's over in at least six. I've been counting out Dallas since the start of uh, this bubble playoffs, and uh, I'm not going to stop now, Tyler. I'm with you. I think Vegas wins this one in six. I just think they got the better goaltending. I love, like you said, the defenseman on the Dallas Stars, but Vegas is just too too stacked right now in the forward group. Game two tonight, Lightning Islanders. Tampa Bay took game one, and uh, it wasn't close. It was eight to two. Braden Point and Kucherov, five points each in first game. I got to ask you, Braden Point hitting that star, superstar status for you? I think he's getting really, really, really close. close. Yeah. For a guy they found in the third round, which is basically what Tampa <sighs> Bay does, like he's coming off a season, so far in his NHL career, 262 points in 295 games. This past season, he was just a hair under a point per game. Uh, go back to last season, he had 72 points in, or 92 points in 79 games as well. He's a legitimate first line center and he's like not even 23 years old. So it's it's incredible what he does out there. He seems to have great chemistry with Kucherov as well. Uh, he's pushing his way into that. Yeah. He's not he's not going to get to the McDavid McKinnon tier. 
because that's a special, special yeah, tier of yeah, players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is right under there. And uh, I was talking to some buddies about the 2022 Olympic team. Braden Point's going to be there for Team Canada. Oh, the, I, 100%. And, it's, you know, we both work Oil Kings, and we're both at the arena, and we see a lot of guys. And I remember watching Braden Point, yeah. and, and everybody's saying he's too small to play. In, but he was just an, on another level, kind of like a Barzell, kind of like a Provorov when I saw him yeah. play here against the Oil Kings. You knew these guys were going to be special. And I just want the Oilers one day to find a player like Braden Point in the third, fourth round that turns out to be this, yeah. right? Because it's it's not easy, but you got to hit on one. And is there one player that you see right now in the dub that you're like, man, this guy's going to be a stud Ooh. in the NHL. Because you, you watch, yeah, yeah. you cover a lot of junior hockey as well, right? Yeah, oh man. Oh, I mean, Jake Neighbors is going to go in the end of the, or, you know, mid-second round, yeah, maybe yeah. end of the first round. Uh, he's really good. I think he's a guy who will be in the NHL. I don't think he'll be a star, though. Uh, looking at the Oil Kings, though, you talk about small playmakers who maybe get a knock because of their size. Dylan Gunther. Oh, man. Like, yeah. well, that kid's doing it. <laughs> yeah. What he was doing as a 16-year-old when he'd go for his brief stints in the league, what he did as a 17-year-old, like <sighs> almost a point-a-game guy, Dylan Gunther is going to be a top-10 pick next yeah. season in the NHL. I think he could be a top-five pick in the NHL next season. This kid's legit. And He's fantastic. Like, man. the knocks on him never have, like Point, like Barzell, the knocks on him never have anything to do with his actual game. It's, well, he's small. small. He's not big enough. Yeah. Okay, well, he'll, he might bulk up a little bit here. And also, size doesn't really matter anymore in the NHL. You no. can be five foot ten and be a point-of-game player, and we're seeing that right now with Brain Point. So if you're listening to this and uh, you're a hockey fan in Edmonton, get out, watch this Gunther kid a few times because he's legit. And he plays with Neighbors, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he spent most of last year on that top line with Neighbors. And they, that, that line was just absolutely yeah. humming throughout the season. Lightning Islanders, this is Lightning Series to lose? Yeah, I think they're winning it in four or five. I, I, some, I heard uh, Jamie McClellan this morning on the Nielsen Show say that he thinks the Islanders can take a couple games from Tampa. I don't think so. I, I think, think Tampa's so, too yeah. good, man. Tyler, I'm Chuck from TSN 1260, joining me here on the Locked On Oilers podcast. A few non-hockey questions. NFL gets going tomorrow, yeah. Tyler. How many fantasy leagues are you in? I, I limit myself to three. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm I, in two, and I'm drafting both tonight. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, like Dust, Dusty's in like 20. And yeah, I'm like, man, that's too much. That's not fun. Like no. for me, I want to be able, and even in the three leagues I'm in, I always try to, especially late in the draft, draft some of the same, same guys. guys, yeah, yeah. So you, you have a rooting interest in, in a certain group of players. Like to me, if you're in more than three, then you're just cheering for everyone every week. It'd be it could be like, oh, I have Mahomes, but the guy I'm playing in this other league also has Mahomes, so I need him to do good, but not too good, and it just gets messy. So I'm in three. I like my three. I play my DraftKings as well. I'm betting a lot, um, but I'm stoked for football. If you would have asked me a week ago, I would have been like, eh, I don't know how excited I am for football. But now that I've got like the fantasy drafts under my belt, I'm fired up. I'm ready yeah, to go. Yeah, I'm fired up, too. and I'm with you too. I've, I I I was asked to join a third one, and I said no, that's too much. And like you, I try to draft both my teams very similar, so like. I, I'm not cheering against my guy in one yeah. league and then cheering for him in another. So what was the highest pick you had, like in your three drafts? So there's one where uh, the entry fee's a bit of money. So I split it with a few friends and we, you know, put our heads together. Yeah. We make our draft boards and all that. Uh, we actually got first overall on that one. And so we got Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Oh, nice. And then right. in the second round, we actually had Godwin fall to us as well, which was great. So oh, wow. I, I'm liking that team. That's a pretty good combo yeah. there. Yeah. And, and the one tonight, in uh, I'm in Dusty's new Dynasty one. I got the second pick. So it looks like I'll be getting Barkley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If for some crazy reason the, the other guy doesn't take Christian McCaffrey, but it's a dynasty league, so yeah. Yeah, yeah so we'll see. And uh have you watched Cobra no, Kai? No, I haven't watched Cobra Kai. You've watched Karate Kid. I've never seen Karate Kid. Oh, what? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. No, you're you're lying. I should, I should watch How it. How old are you? Twenty two. And you've not watched like my nephew's twenty three and he's watched Karate Kid. How you've not watched when did Karate Kid? Karate Kid came out in nineteen eighty four, I think. 
okay, well, but you can still watch it. I know. I don't. Anyone who's followed my content at all knows I don't watch a lot of movies. Like I, the green yeah, cake. Oh my! God. I know, like all of the sort of jokes Does that Dusty are like. Know? No, Dusty doesn't know Dusty, that because we're staring at him right now as he's doing his morning yeah, yeah. show and we're doing this podcast. <laughs> my God, Tyler! Like it's, this, it's you're like Maddie Wanick, man. Like you guys don't watch classic movies, so obviously you don't know what Cobra Kai is. But that's uh, so that was like the the enemy. It's, right? like a, yeah. it's like a spin-off 30 mm. plus years yeah, yeah. later, obviously, uh, but it's with the same characters, but they're just older now. And yeah, it's yeah. their kids. That was and- William Zabka's. It's funny that you bring this up, though, because I'm watching How I Met Your Mother with my girlfriend right now. Yeah. And the last night we watched the episode where they bring in the characters from the Karate Kid. And it's like a whole bit in the show. So I actually like have all of that fresh in my head from like. Yeah. William Zabka, Ralph yeah. Macho. Yes. Um, and it's so good. I just started watching it last week. Yeah. And it, it's cheesy, but it's a good cheese. But it's great, but please watch Karate okay, I will. I'll get on that. <laughs> I'll have a full review next time I'm oh, on the podcast. Oh, man. And if you haven't watched Cobra Kai and you're listening to this podcast, you are missing out. Tune in because it is absolutely fantastic uh, show. It's on Netflix, the first two seasons. Tyler, thanks so much. Uh, like always, you always give so much uh, great insight when it comes to the Edmonton Orders. Hope to have you on soon, maybe uh, before the draft or free agency kicks off. But thanks again, my friend. Whenever you need me, thanks. Big thanks to Tyler Yeremchuk for joining me on today's edition of Locked On Oilers. It was a fun one as Tyler broke down all the third line center options for your Edmonton Oilers. Again, you can listen to your M. Chuck weekdays from 10 to noon on the lowdown with Low Tide on TSN 1260 and always has great articles up at Oilers Nation. And make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at Tyler Yaremchuk. Don't forget to subscribe and download on your favorite apps for the latest episodes and connect with me on Twitter at HernanDeMan at LockedOnOilers and give a follow to Locked On Pods. Two more pods coming this weekend. Hopefully we have a trade or two to talk about. I know, wishful thinking, but you You'd never know. Producer Manuel is telling me to wrap up, so thank you for listening to Locked On Orders on this wonderful Wednesday. I'm Hernan the Man, talking Los Petroleros. Have a good one. Chat tomorrow. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.